Welcome to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. The number one podcast for learning and talent development professionals. Now here's your host, Andy Storch. Welcome back to the Talent Development Think Tank Podcast. I am your host, Andy Storch, and I'm excited that you're joining me today for my bonus Q&A conversation with Darren McKee from Sky. And if you haven't yet listened to my last conversation with Darren, you want to make sure you go back and check that out because we talked about everything that we're both seeing as going on in the talent development space right now, all the latest trends, especially around coaching, around learning, around uh, leaders getting involved, around leadership development, uh, the forgotten middle, how leaders can build more community and invest more in themselves, and so many other topics around L&D and coaching. Uh, Darren works for Sky, which is a coaching company and has become an expert, not just on coaching, but everything that's going on in L&D and talent development. So it was great to have him on to talk about some of that stuff. Today is our bonus Q&A conversation. And Darren, you've had an interesting career. You've done a few different things. I know it's only been in the last uh, two or three years that you've really dived deep into this world of learning and development, talent development. But thinking about your career overall, what's been one of your biggest accomplishments or proudest moments so far? Oh, man, that's a good question. Um, I'd probably say it was my first like real job ever where I was delivering mail in, in, in lower Manhattan, walking down the streets, literally making copies and, and delivering mail to attorneys in large retail up and down Madison Avenue. I, and, and the reason why that stands out for me is because I could have taken that as like a opportunity where like, ah, I don't want to do this. But I took it as an opportunity to become the best mailroom delivery person in Manhattan. And uh, that's what catapulted my career. I did really well. And they asked me to be a recruiter and I was that. And then I had 15 recruiters under me and then went into ops. And so that's kind of what catapulted me. It's probably what I'm most proud of, even though I was making $8 an hour in New York City. Yeah, I love that. And I think if I could just pull something out of that, what you're really proud of or what you can be really proud of there is not that you had this job as a male room person or that you did it well. It's really your mindset and approach to that job that, hey, this might not be the most glamorous job in the world, but I'm going to make the most of it. I'm going to be the best mailroom person you've ever seen. And I'm going to work my butt off so that I can earn the next thing. And I'm going to try to enjoy it along the way. That's what I heard. And it sounds like it worked out quite well for you. Yeah, it's been it's been a cool uh, 11 year journey. Yeah. Same with the approach that I see you taking now, which is really cool to see. On the flip side, Darren, I'm sure that you've made plenty of mistakes in your career as I have as well. Uh, what's one of, one of your biggest failures or mistakes that you've made in your career so far? And what did you learn from it? Yeah, um, I don't know. I took like a 50% pay cut one time uh, to go to a startup and uh, recruited three of my best friends to come with me. And we epically failed in like six months. And then we were all jobless. <laughs> So like, you know, I think those are just things that are like, uh, uh, now that I'm looking back on it, we're all in like super great places, but that was a chaotic couple of weeks for sure. Yeah. When you look back at that, I mean, failures happen. Uh, lots of companies yeah. fail, startups fail. And I think, you know, in the grand scheme of things, generally we look back and we'll be glad that we took a chance on stuff like that. I'm just curious, is there anything that you did from a micro standpoint that you look back and like, oh, that was a mistake at the time. It's a good learning lesson now, but like, oh, this was, and this in particular was a mistake that I made. Yeah. I would say like probably six years ago, I wanted to start creating content on LinkedIn, but I told myself I wasn't like good enough or I didn't yeah. have enough, like, I maybe mean, it's just imposter syndrome, right? Yeah. 
I will like literally tell you if I would have done that six years ago versus three and a half years ago, I might would be in a completely different spot in in, in my life. And so that was yeah. kind of a micro thing. I'm I'm in a great spot, but who knows what that could have looked like if I would have put three years of compounding content on top of what I've had today. Yeah. And, uh, you know, for context, we didn't really, I didn't get to this in our first conversation, but I mentioned it in the intro, you know, you started creating content, I think 2020, right. And you have over a hundred thousand followers on LinkedIn right now, which is incredible, especially for someone like me, who I have been creating content consistently on LinkedIn for probably since 2018. So longer, and uh, I have, you know, fewer, not that it's a competition, right? I don't, I don't really care. It's, it's about quality and the conversations and reputation and all that sort of stuff. But I'm just curious, like to what, I'm sure you've been asked this many times, like if you were to just drill that down to a couple of things, what, what would you, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, like the why behind it? Yeah. What, what would you, what would you say are some of the drivers behind that? Listen, I, 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 I do this in my Monday night trainings. We do a seven level deep why um, every single first session on mm-hmm. the first Monday of the month. Listen, my why comes down to revenue. Like as much as I want to say, like I want to inspire people, I want to make people, yeah. you know, feel seen, I want to make people happy. At the end of the day, I'm trying to like build freedom for my family. Right. So like me creating content gets my stuff in front of all of my prospects. I get on a call and they're like, oh, how was the beach trip? They don't ask me about coaching. Right. And then we end up working together. And so uh, that that's what it that's what it boils down to me. I've also gotten to the point where I have a lot of fun with it now. It's kind of, I mean, it's it's like making my bed now in the morning. I wake up and create a piece of content. Yeah. It's cool. Yeah. It comes effortlessly. That it's like a normal part of your day. It's a habit. That's really cool. And I also just want to say, I really appreciate the the sort of the honesty, authenticity around the why it's important to know your why and your purpose. And it's okay for your why to be, I want to make more money. Like, why am I in this job? It's to provide for my family, right? Everybody's like wrapped up and like, Oh, I'm trying to change the world. It's all about impact. Like impact is great. And I'm all about making a positive impact and helping people, but I'm trying to make money here as well. So I can have a great life with my family. Like it's a, it's a big driver for me for sure. It's so funny. I mean, we do, I, I do 20 people every Monday night. I 17 out of 20 people always end up at the same why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just want to tell yourself that because you feel bad. We shouldn't feel bad. Right. Yeah. Shouldn't feel bad about making my uh, side note on that real quick, because you, you just referenced this cohort program. Just tell me real quick about the cohort program you created and even like the impetus behind it, because I know that's another thing you hesitated on and it's been wildly oh, yeah. successful. It's probably been one of the, actually, this is probably the most in- impactful thing in my career up to this point. I knew I always wanted to uh, to teach people. Um, I'm not I'm not a coach. I don't say that I coach people up. I, I wanted to teach and train people. And uh, I kept just dragging my feet. I was doing it for free for years. I'd be like, hop on these, you know, 30 minute, like, mm-hmm. hey, make your brain calls and um, which are, are fine um, to a certain extent. And I was in Salt Lake City with with three guys that were like several steps ahead of me. And they were like, you should do this. And I was like, I'm not doing this. And they were like, you're going to do it on Monday and you're going to make a post and you're going to launch a LinkedIn social selling cohort. So it was how to create content, how to build your why, how to you know focus on personal branding and storytelling and hooks and how to DM appropriately and how to get in front of your buyers the right way. And uh, I looked down and I had like, you know, four pages of, you know, stuff I could teach on. So I launched it, sold 11 um, seats in like 40 minutes. And then you know, a couple of weeks later, sold November, December, January, and February all out. And I'm having to take a break now and launching in, in May with, with 50 seats versus 20. So yeah, it's been, it's changed. It's changed my entire life. That's uh, amazing. Amazing. I know I've looked at it like, Oh, I bet I could learn a lot from Darren. The problem is you're doing these evening cohorts that are too late for me. Any plans for a morning? We need a morning cohort. I've had a couple of people ask for like, like a Europe one. So I might do yeah. that. 
All right. Yeah. Maybe we can collaborate on that. Very cool. So let's get back to talent development. We talked about a lot of different trends and things that are going on. One of the questions I like to ask in these is what do you say is, what do you see as the biggest challenge in talent development today? Um, there's just a lot out there. There's a, there, there, I think decision fatigue is, is like really, really real. It was real before AI. Now you've got all of these tools that are coming in you've got all of these different coaching providers out there. You've got, I mean, you've got so many things out there. And so that's why I like, I'm such a big fan of referral partnerships Mm. because like, listen, if they've worked with me and they know me and they know that what we're going to deliver. Um, so I think decision fatigue is, is absolutely real. And like budget constraints are true. It's hard. You gotta, you gotta get creative. I just got a text as we're on this call that somebody was like, Hey, your price is a little bit too expensive, but can we do, can we pause at six months, swap license out? And then that way it looks like we caught the cost in half. Um, so we coach double the amount of people for the same amount of licenses. So that's what, that's what L and D leaders are doing right now. They're yeah. having to think like that. where it used to be. It was like, Oh, $10,000. Cool. Now it's yeah. like, how do we make this look $5,000 for a leader? Right. Getting, getting creative. I like that. We talked all about a lot of different trends and things we're seeing in the first conversation we had, but this is where I also ask people about the biggest trend they're following or they're excited about in talent development. So anything else that we didn't talk about, or if you want to go back, what's sort of the biggest trend that you're excited about in the talent development space right now? Uh, I'm like, I listen, I don't, this is a hard question for me. I don't follow trends a ton. I, I, I kind of like to run on data of what I'm seeing that that is working. I think the in-person stuff is, is going to pick up a lot of steam. I think we've been yearning for community and we're all pretty lonely. And so if you can get coaching conversations in person, whether it be workshop or training or one-to-one, um, I think that's a trend that we're going to see move forward. Listen, that's totally opposite of AI. Yeah. And I, I get that. But at the same time, like, listen, I made a post last week about something and I had, you know, 17 DMs about AI products that were coming at me. I didn't have one person tell me, hey, man, I'd love to fly down and show you what I have. Right. Yeah. It's just let me show you this thing. Is there a book or a TED talk that's made a big impact for you or that uh, you often recommend or just that you've been excited about lately? Dude, you're going to think this is crazy. I have a seven-year-old and four-year-old, a side hustle, and I'm a VP of sales. I have like zero time to read. I, I listen to your stuff. I listen to podcasts that Keith's on. I listen to a lot of Adam Grant snippets. Quite frankly, I just don't have time for 45 minutes of sitting down <laughs> reading lately. Yeah. Uh, and I'll just own that. I've got a couple. Uh, I've got a Shauna Core book over here that I, that I read back back a while back. But no, yes, I don't. I don't that's time. fine. That's fine. And you, it sounds like you're still squeezing in some listening to different podcasts and things like here and there on the go. Yeah. You mentioned, mentioned Adam Grant and Keith Keating, who's been on this show twice recently. And I appreciate you mentioning my podcast as well. Um, okay. So related to that, we're, we're winding down here. Last two questions. Is there an app or a tool or a platform that you love that helps you do your job easier or better? Uh, yeah. I mean, I love Notion. Mm. Notion is great. Notion keeps me organized. It makes me, you know, feel really, really structured. It makes my job easy. What else is out there? Most of my stuff is pretty organic. Like I'll, I'll still take like, yeah, I still just write notes in my phone for stuff, which is, so I'm kind of old school when it comes to that kind of thing. I do use some chat GPT stuff around like, I mean, listen, like I think, I don't know if anybody knows this or not, but I barely graduated high school. Like I should probably should have dropped out, went to college three times flunked out all three times. So chat GPT for me is, is, is really nice sometimes when I can yeah. say, you make this look like I went to Wharton. And, uh, <laughs> you know, so that, that, that's been super helpful for me, you know, well, a long And uh, you just to affirm you, you know, as someone who did go to college and all that sort of stuff, I don't think it matters in the end because 
the most important thing now is continuous learning, how you're showing up, what you really know about what's going on in the market and with your clients. And you know a ton about what's going on. You bring a lot of intelligent experience and, and wisdom to the conversations you're having. I don't think it really matters you know, whether you went to college and took a, a, a plant biology class or something like that. You're doing a great job with it. And I just started using Notion about three months ago and I've moved my entire business onto it and I've really great. Kind of locked on it. It's great. The first time I tried it, I quit because I was like, this is this is not for me. I don't get it. But then I was like, so many people are using it. I'm going to try it again. And I did. And then I fell in love with it. And then I convinced my team, like everything must be on Notion now. And and uh, and yeah. now I see that like, I don't have to figure it out on my own either because there's, all I have to do is Google. There's so many people like creating content about Notion, YouTube videos, templates that you can either get for free or buy for like $7. It's awesome. So I can just put everything. Yeah. Hey, hey, Notion, sponsor this podcast. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I need to go to Notion and get them to sponsor. Last question for you, Darren. You've achieved a lot in your career, especially given the circumstances you mentioned, uh, not graduated from college, everything else, and what you're doing today. For those people in L&D or anywhere else who are looking to achieve more success in their own careers, what's one more piece of advice you would give? I think shift from work-life balance to work-life balance being a pendulum and some months are really, really heavy work and look more than 40 hours. And some months are less than 40 hours and look really heavy outdoors and family. And as long as you're, you're balanced at the end of the year, I think that's, that's critical. There's also something that I talk about a lot, which is like identify your high capacity days and high capacity months. So like right now I'm in one of those where I feel like I can do a whole lot and not get extremely burnt out and tired next week. I might feel the opposite and I have to be able to see that in myself. And so, but yeah, I mean, also just like talk to a lot of people. Yeah, I am completely with you. I know we're aligned on that. Build your network, talk to lots of people, have you know, have friends, know what's going on, people to support you. And yeah, I'm all about work-life balance, but who knows what that even means, work-life integration and recognize that there are seasons for stuff. I'm, I planned on coming into this year working harder in Q1 to build the foundation for the year and taking more time off in the summer, right? And like a lot of people- yeah think that way as well. Darren, this has been awesome. Thank you again for coming on and sharing. I know if people want to get in touch with you. They can connect with you on LinkedIn. Make sure you're following Darren on LinkedIn for insights in this space. He's got more LinkedIn cohort programs starting in May later in the year. So make sure you follow him for that. Darren, I look forward to keeping in touch with you. I know you and I are going to be hanging out at ATD in May in New Orleans and hopefully at the Talent Development Think Tank Conference in Orlando in November. So I'm looking forward to seeing you at both of those. And for anybody listening, I hope to see you. If you're going to be at ATD, give us a shout. Let us know. I'm going to be putting together probably a happy hour in our event for Think Tank community while we're there. And of course, we've got our conference coming up in November. And you can find all the information about those things, the podcast community conference at tdtt.us. That's tdtt.us. Darren, thanks again for being here. Awesome talking with you. And I will talk to you again soon. Peace. Thanks, man.